1: Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 20 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. We're talking United player Alexis Sanchez and Arsenal player Henrik Mkhitaryan. United's chances for the rest of the season, a 1-0 win against Burnley and the form of Anthony Marshall, as well as looking ahead to what should be Sanchez's debut for the club as we face big hitters. The Oval Town in the FA Cup fourth round on Friday night. Jack, it took a while. Um, We're lucky we're recording not at our usual Monday time, but on a Tuesday, because 24 hours ago, Alexis Sanchez announced us as a Man United player in a surprisingly good announcement video of Alexis playing Glory Glory Man United on the piano, and then sort of looking around Old Trafford and and taking it all in, in in the cold Mancunian air.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was actually a really good uh, announcement video for once. Obviously, this is kind of going to dominate Manchester United for the next few weeks, I guess. and hopefully for longer if he stays and and has a good start to his career. I, I'm just really happy it's over the line. I think with with transfers this big, especially when there's a swap deal involved, it's always a little bit hairy and there's um, always, always a potential that it might kind of go the wrong way. So I'm really glad we've got the deal over the line. And Yeah, as you said, the answer video was great. Um, Alexis Sanchez playing glory, glory Man United on the piano and looking awe-inspired, really, as he walked around Old Trafford was, was a brilliant little video. Um, some good interviews afterwards as well. I'm really looking forward to it. I was, um, like I said, I'm just so glad it's over the line because in the back of my mind, I always had a, a slight worry that it might somehow, the deal might might go off in some way, the Mikatarian not wanting to go to Arsenal or not agreeing on whether there was going to be money involved with the deal. But I think ultimately, it's probably ended up a good deal for everyone involved. You know, United get a world-class player who was ready to contribute now. Arsenal get a, a player who I still think can be very good in the right system. For in return, instead of losing, uh, Sanchez for free, Sanchez gets a huge new contract and gets to play at a club that he seems to understand the, the stature of. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We've got a player who is determined to be part of something more than Arsenal and has left Arsenal for the same reasons that Thierry Henry did, Robin Van Persie, which I was, I mean, I was referencing Van Persie during the, the Sanchez deal. It's five years since Van. No, no, yeah, five and a half years since Van Persie joined United, which is amazing. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, exactly. That was my reaction. But Sanchez, yeah, a a, a versatile player, a world-class player who has been described as such by his former manager. And fair play to Wenger, who hasn't been bitter at all about it, which isn't always the case with Arsene Wenger. But quite clearly to everyone, one of the best players in the league. And... To get him on a free transfer, forget the wages because the wages aren't talked about in pretty much any deal, and it's it, it, they are huge wages, um, and it's a huge amount of money. But it's an investment that you can do when you're not paying ninety million for a world class player. So, I mean, it would be nice to just have a rant about the coverage of the transfer, and in terms of like a, a financial sense, in terms of how certain papers and certain journalists have just sort of been flying figures of like six hundred thousand around and quite irresponsibly, but probably the best thing to do about it is to just not talk about the finances at all instead talk about how how good a player we've got we've got Mkhitaryan a player who was out of form has showed how just how good he can be at moments in the United shirt but has never given that consistency of quality that we're really looking for from, from that right winger or number 10 um, and Sanchez is a player who has dragged Arsenal across the line on so many occasions in the last two seasons last two three seasons and is the player that can... We haven't got that many... We've got some great players, Pogba, Lukaku, uh, Martial, Rashford, but there aren't that... You wouldn't say there's one player who you can really, really rely upon to win you a game when you're playing poorly. Sometimes I've seen... I mean, watching Sanchez for Arsenal and being frustrated at Sanchez for just pulling out the bag in the last minute is astonishing, and hopefully he
0: can bring that <laughs> to United. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we've we talked a lot on this podcast before about Mourinho's kind of attacking, attacking teams, like not Not really having much of like an attacking identity or organization that much, and just kind of Mourinho seems to just allow the players to kind of do roughly what they want. Um, And he's always relied on having a player like you think back to his his best teams at Chelsea when he had Drogba and Lampard, and even Robin when he was young. Then at Real Madrid, he obviously had Ronaldo. Then at Chelsea, he had Hazard, and even in his Champions League winning season with with uh, Inter, sorry, he had Milito and Schneider who were playing as probably the two of the best players in the world that season. And we never really had a player like that. You know, we we have good players, as you said. But in that front line, I'm not sure we had a player who can completely take a game over on their own. And I think Sanchez gives us that. He is that individual spark that I think we will need going forward. Because we need contributions from the likes of which Sanchez has given to Arsenal for the last three seasons at United. That, I think, will really help to push us to the next level I can't wait for him to start at United. Uh, I really can't. Whether that'll be against Yeovil or against uh, Spurs in the in the next league game, we'll see. But I just can't wait to see him play for us. I think he's going to turn out to be a great sign. And he, even if even if like Van Persie, it's only one or two years at the top. I think it is well worth doing. Especially as you said, you know, the the wages might be a lot, but because considering we haven't played, have paid any transfer fee for a player who you know. Realistically, in an open market, if he was on a long-term contract, would probably be upwards of a hundred million pounds. When you look at the kind of deals that Coutinho has been getting, I think it's a great deal. I can't wait to wait for him to start, and hopefully, he'll hit the he'll hit the ground running. Yeah, and um,
1: there's arguments about his age, but we basically shipped off a 29-year-old for a better 29-year-old and paid them. Yeah, pro- probably just over double the amount a week, but <laughs> Sanchez is probably double in, uh, double importance to United. And you can argue about wage, but when you're not having to pay a transfer fee and you'd probably pay the similar wages for a player like this, even if you had to spend all that money on them, um, age doesn't really matter because you're, you're paying them what you're paying them and then you will end up selling them in, in however many years it is, if it's one, two or, or or another five years. So obviously we're getting a brilliant player and th- he does add something completely unique to United. and A 29-year-old who's brilliant and he has got, I think most people agree, he's got one of the best mentalities you want from a top player. And Wenger said even in in his sort of parting comments after, as he was announcing the signing of Mkhitaryan, he was saying thank you to Sanchez for all that he's done for the club. He's shown the utmost professionalism up until the very last moment in training and, and has given his all in training, even when he's training with the reserves, when they knew he was going to United. And I think that shows the mentality you want. And similarly, It's caused a lot of frustration to Arsenal fans just how annoyed Sanchez gets on the pitch. But if you can harness that frustration in Sanchez and turn it into motivating his teammates, which is what he did for the the first few seasons at Arsenal is exactly what he did. And then sort of frustration built up and built up and it turned into sort of throwing his arms up in in the annoying way that you, you see his fans. So if we can harness that winning mentality from Sanchez. And it can rub off what's quite a young squad at United. Because if you look at our key players, Paul Pogba and Lukaku, both under the age of 25. And then you've got a whole host of, of young players. Shaw, Lindelof, Bai, Rashford, Martial, McTominay, all under the age of 23, I think. Or 23 and under. It, it's a potential for Sanchez to be the the esque figure and lead a young team to their first real success together. Because, yes, we won the Europa League last season, but that was sort of a hodgepodge of, of Mourinho... Moyes and Van Gaal teams and Fergie teams even whereas now you're starting to get Mourinho's side and Sanchez can be that figure to lead this this young side to success with his mentality and hopefully it rubs off on on his fellow attackers like Rashford and Martial
0: yeah I I definitely think Sanchez does have the potential to play that sort of Cantona type of role it's true the, the the similarities between sort of that team when Cantona first came in and kind of bringing that young team through to sort of maturity it's effectively what you're kind of seeing now you know, you take a look down the spine of our team and you you have to say that we have one of the best young spines in football at the moment with De Gea and Goal, who I know isn't that young anymore but for a keeper still 10 years at the top top level potentially then Bai and Jones maybe as sort of the first choice partnership What's Jones now, 26 I think and f 20, uh, 24, 23 um then you've got Pogba in midfield, obviously Lukaku up front, Martial, Rashford, Lingard, so many great young players who should hopefully be at United for a long time. And now we have that extra piece who I think hopefully is going to be able to finish off the puzzle for us because it's that sort of world-class established player who has experience. You know, San Sanchez has, has won everything at Barcelona, did very well at Arsenal, although maybe didn't win as many trophies as he would have liked. Did very very well. So much experience that I think he will be able to rub that off onto the younger players and really just sort of pull them through um, as you said and, and sort of bring this team to maturity I, I'm I'm really looking forward to how, how he fits in I think it'll be really interesting to see where Mourinho plays him how he kind of develops with everyone else and, and that mentality you talked about I think that that is what you see with Sanchez the most when he's on the pitch he annoyed me a lot actually when he was at Arsenal in just how <laughs> intense but sort of annoyingly intense as, as uh, someone who doesn't support the team that he's playing for um, but now I think he's also the kind of player that if he does play for your team, he's the kind of player that you absolutely love because you just, you want to see that from all of your players. Um And whether that affects his performances or not, as a fan watching, it's nice to see a player that always cares so much about what's going on during the game. It's just going to, it's going to be really exciting. I think to see how he can play with those younger players around him. Um Yeah. Just can't wait to, can't wait to see him on the pitch in the United shirt. And I said, I think it's going to be really interesting where Mourinho puts him in the team where he's going to play him out, out wide on the right in his favourite position on the left, and maybe force Martial Rashford to play in an unfavoured position. Maybe put him in behind Lukaku, or even switch to a three at the back and put Sanchez and Lukaku up top together. It's going to be really interesting. There's just so many options now with that, with that attacking line.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is it, strange because I wasn't that excited about Sanchez until actually it was announced, and then seeing him put a United shirt on, it was like, and seeing him sort of smiling and doing his his sort of half-cringy announcement videos, it was like, yeah, I'm I'm actually buzzing for this. Um, And and it's right to talk about the team because definitely a a brilliant player and a brilliant signing. It it would be completely wrong to suggest it's anything but. But there are some issues to signing Sanchez. We've got two good left wingers slash inside forwards, whatever you call them, in Rashford and Martial. And particularly Martial is in brilliant form. So you've got good depth there. At number 10, Jesse Lingard is in the form of his life. And up front, you've got Lukaku. And Sanchez's best position is up front, number 10, or on the left. And fine, you can shift Lingard over to the right. But it's not its not quite the, the perfect player. You wouldn't say... It's obviously not the signing that United have spent the last six months since the start of the season focusing on and, and finding the perfect player to fill the role that Mourinho needs. It is... There's no doubt that it's a bit of opportunism, and even that's still the case, even if we've been looking at him for the last six months. Because Sanchez isn't a right winger, which is where we really need a player. Mourinho would love to have a left-footed right winger who can cut inside, and Sanchez is the opposite of that. He's a right-footed left winger who can cut inside, which is exactly what we got with Martial. And if you're thinking we're playing Pop on the left of midfield, he loves to play very far wide on the left flank and cut inside and shoot, which is what. So you could end up with having Sanchez at number ten, Martial on the left flank and Pogba, all three of them trying to sort of do quite similar things. And it could be brilliant because it could be very fluid, but Sanchez isn't quite the perfect fit. And also because the best Alexis Sanchez we've seen is him really being the, not just the main man, but basically the only man in that Arsenal side and being the center forward, which obviously he's not going to be playing at United because Lukaku will be playing. He could play just behind Lukaku, but he won't be playing as as the only man. And Sanchez is, was at his best for Arsenal, at his most important to the club and at his most impressive was when he was the man and he did everything. And I think if you're looking at Sanchez's Arsenal career, he enjoyed the first couple of seasons where he had to do everything and then as we saw with his frustrations on the pitch, he sort of started to enjoy that less when no one was helping him out. If we can get the right balance between that, that's perfect. But what you don't want to do is make Sanchez just another player and what we don't want to do is make Sanchez the main man completely. And it's tricky fitting him to the side, but it's it's going to be, have to be done. And we mentioned then last week when it was just rumours that a 4-3-3 next season would be great, but with Herrera as, our, as the third midfielder, or likely as the third midfielder, probably not the best option at the moment. Um, so Sanchez probably at number 10 with Lingard on the right. But, yeah, it, it's not going to be that easy to fit Sanchez into the team, but
0: it, it's going to be done they're definitely it's definitely not the player you know if you think I think what do Manchester United need to complete their sort of attacking lineup Sanchez isn't the exact player that you would need you're right there definitely is a lot of opportunism and and sort of ruthlessness I think about this signing in that when a player like Sanchez becomes available it's very hard to turn them down if you have the chance and the funds to to buy them and and so in, in that sense obviously very pleased that we have kind of taken this opportune this opportunity to sign him. But yeah, he's not he's not exactly what we want. Someone someone somewhere on that on that sort of front four is going to be playing in a position that isn't their favoured position. Um and whoever that ends up being, I think we'll be able to do a decent job there because I think the movement between that front four will hopefully be be fluid enough and be sort of not too rigid to mean that every single one of them has to stick exactly to that position. Wouldn't it surprise me to see Sanchez start in that sort of number ten role with Lingard or Mata playing wide on the right, which wouldn't be the end of the world. I would say if any of those front four did have to move positions, you would, you would probably say Lingard and Mata were the ones who are more like most likely to get moved out uh, to that right flank. Which is, you know, we've seen Mata play very well on the right before. Lingard has done better playing at number ten, but he, I mean, he he's not been bad playing on the right during this uh, period of good form. So hopefully, we'll be able to see it come together. But you're right. We 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 still are lacking that right winger, uh, who can cut inside from from the right flank. Be interesting next season. I think if we if we do end up switching to a four three three, where Sanchez plays within that, because then obviously you don't really have the sort of prototypical number ten. It's more sort of a holding midfielder and two real box to box midfielders that you would assume would be Matic, Pogba, and then whoever else beside him, whether that's a new signing. But then it's really interesting how you fit everyone into the team because then you've only got three spots in the front line. You you would assume obviously Lukaku would start at number nine, and then there'd be a lot of competition for those next two places because everyone just seems to wants to play wants to play on the left. Um, so it's going to be interesting again to see how Mourinho fits everyone in because someone somewhere is going to be a, have to be in their wrong position. You know, so Sanchez definitely isn't the perfect signing. You know, other things I've told my head that I noticed when he was at Arsenal is that San- Sanchez tends to give the ball away a lot. Yeah, obviously because. Of the type of player he is and the things that he can do on the ball, it is it's risky. You know, it's high risk stuff. It's high risk, high reward, and that means that he might be given the ball away like ten, fifteen times a game. Um, which, to be fair, is is something that we see from other players. As well, Martial loses the ball a lot because he a lot of his game is about high risk, high reward. It's about taking players on, so it's not always going to work. And I think we have to, we can't expect Sanchez to be if he does play in that number ten role, be a be a number ten in the sort of. In the, in the sort of matter or Ozil sort of role in, in that very rarely give the ball away, can pick the perfect pass every single time. He's not like that. He's going to try and do things on his own and take the game by the scruff of the neck. And we need to be prepared for that, I think, as United fans, that he's going to give the ball away a lot. That is part of his game. But I think the star quality that he brings, I think that's the big thing. Our team is full of good players, but Sanchez is in that front four, especially the one who you can just say is 100% a world-class player right now. And it's what we've been missing for a very, very long time. I, the last player you would say that we had who was genuinely world-class when they came to us was probably Di Maria. And we obviously that didn't turn out well at all. And before that was probably Van Persie.
1: Yeah. it's <laughs> Sanchez's comments on Thierry Henry, speaking to Thierry Henry, living in North London with a bunch of Arsenal fans. It was... Uh... I think that was quite a frustration to them. Sanchez basically said he spoke to Henry on the day of his move to United and and they agreed that they left the club for the same reason. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> was 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 good. was a fine, a nice final parting shot. But, but babe, we've got Sanchez, an instant guarantee of quality for no transfer fee and got rid of a player who didn't fit at United in the same way that Shingi Kagawa didn't fit at United. And it's an easy comparison to draw a number 10 from Borussia Dortmund. Two-time Bundesliga player of the year. Shows glimpses of brilliance, but doesn't quite do it consistently enough. And Mikatarian probably did slightly better than Kagawa, but that there are similarities. So instant guarantee of quality, world-class player, should help with the mentality of the team, particularly when he, once Ibrahimovic goes, who sort of helped with that last season. But yeah, fantastic signing. Now, Mikatarian, I saw a good tweet. Can't believe that as a United fan, I've learned how to spell Schneider, Schweinsteiger, Mikatarian, and Schneidlin for nothing. Which is, <laughs> which is partly true. But Mkhitaryan, you wouldn't say you're happy to see him go at all. Some some really great memories with Mkhitaryan, and he seems—I mean, not just seems—everyone says he's a, a sort of a, a role model for for anyone. And he's come out of difficult cir- circumstances as a as a kid and, and risen to the the very top of professional football, and had dreams of playing for United as a child, and and did so. And some fantastic memories: the Europa League final, sort of overhead kick the the brilliant Europa League goal against Zorya Luhansk, the Boxing Day scorpion kick, I think it was against Sunderland, some some fantastic moments with Mkhitaryan, and, and some really fantastic play, and uh, just just seems like a very nice man. So not not sort of waving off Mkhitaryan very cheerily, but it's it's part of the deal, and and it's a sensible thing to do.
0: Absolutely, yeah, M- Mkhitaryan. I, I I think I'll remember him most for for the Europa League run last season obviously the the goal in the final, but throughout that whole that whole Europa League campaign he wasn't getting that many minutes in the league and whenever he played in the Europa League he seemed to make it count. He took his opportunities very, very well in the Europa League. I think that that was the best he's ever played at United through that whole that whole run. I can barely remember him having a bad game during that run to the final and then obviously ended up with him getting a vital a vital goal in the final to, to win us the trophy. So, you know, I, I think and as you said, everyone around the club seems to agree that he's a great bloke and he's he's not someone that ever sulked or what what complained about not getting the playing time that he that maybe he deserved at some times. You know, it was very difficult of him when he first came to United. I remember obviously you think back to the uh, the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford last season when he gets taken off at half time and didn't he, he missed out on the matchday squad for about two months after that. And you know, it would have been very easy for him to just think, well, you know, that's it, my time at United is done, I'm, I'm going to stop training, force a move. But he didn't, he kept his head down, kept working hard. And like I said, when he got his opportunities in the Europa League, he took them really, really well. So I am sad to see him go. I think he's not a player that I will look back on and think, you know, he did terribly at Man United, or he didn't train well enough, or just didn't have, didn't have the right attitude at the club. It was nothing like that. I think it was just his... He just didn't fit at United, you know, like you said, the comparison with Kagawa is easy, but I genuinely do think it was a very similar thing with both of them. Neither of them were lacking the talent or the attitude, it was just that the timing was wrong, the styles were wrong, and ultimately we just haven't, he just didn't work in our team in the way that we're trying to play. I think, you know, we we didn't play to Mkhitaryan's strength because he wasn't the best player on our team, and I think... At Dortmund he had that and it's going to be, it was difficult for us to really play exactly to what he wanted. So good luck to him at Arsenal. I genuinely think he can still be a very good player, like I said at the start of the episode. I think Arsenal have got themselves a player who can easily recapture the form that he had at Dortmund. Uh, And Good luck to him at Arsenal, I hope he does well.
1: Yeah, I think he could do really well at Arsenal as well. He could fit in perfectly for that kind of team.
0: Yeah, it's a, much, it's a much more fluid, sort of passing-based system at Arsenal, where I think he'll he'll do a lot better.
1: Yeah, definitely. Right, very quickly on, on the Burnley game. It's been a few days since it. It's We're recording on Tuesday evening, Burnley game on, on the Saturday afternoon. Not the greatest of games, but Turf Moor has proved a very difficult place to go for a lot of teams, particularly this season, but has been for some time since they came into the Premier League, what, three years ago now? Yeah. Um, but I mean, very quick points. Phil Jones superb at the back, led the line, composed. Jones is
0: having a a brilliant spell at the moment. I've got to say, he 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 just he seems to be really stepping up as a leader in our team. I've noticed him a lot more recently, sort of taking charge at set pieces, corners, free kicks, and just taking charge of the entire defence. I, I think, like you said, seeing him play next to Smalling as well, it really makes you realise the differences in their development. You know, I I, I like Smalling. I, I do think he is he is a good defender, but. The difference between him and Jones now is is big. Um, and I, I think we've always we've always thought that Jones had the potential to play like this, but obviously injuries kept him out. And we're now s- starting to see... Oh, and to be fair to him, actually, we have seen it all season, how how well he can play when he does manage to stay fit and does get a run in the team. Another brilliant performance. As you said, Martial carrying on his great form. This is potentially the best stretch, I would say, of Martial's career at United. You know, obviously when he first came in, he had a brilliant start against, with goals against Liverpool and Southampton, but I think this is the most consistent we've ever seen Martial in a, in a United shirt. It's been a joy to watch in the last few weeks. I, I just hope he keeps getting the, the game time, you know?
1: Yeah, fantastic Anthony Martial finish. Probably the best finish in the, in the Premier League last weekend and and three consecutive goal-scoring Premier League games. I think that's the first time in his United career. Very impressive recently. and I mean, you're, you're buzzing every time you see him start because of, of what he can do on the ball. Um, right, very quickly, I've... I've been covering a lot of the sort of news on Sanchez, and a lot of former United players and um, like other ex-players turned pundits have have been saying Sanchez, United now contenders for for the Champions League. Does it does it change things? Paul Paul Ince claims United now contenders for the Champions League. So does Norman Whiteside. I mean, <laughs> what do we think? Maybe maybe next season, and it it definitely makes United stronger. Uh, title challenges next season but a lot more needs to be done in the summer there's no doubt about that because City will do more so will Liverpool um, so Chelsea definitely will and Arsenal probably and Spurs as well um, but yeah is it is it all rubbish or does it I mean it, it it does add a lot to our team going into the Champions League which is a, a, a weak tournament this year
0: it is a weak tournament this year but I still don't think we, we're we in with much of a chance of winning it Um the the one thing I will say is that, you know, from now on, Champions League is a knockout tournament and one one moment can change things. You know, if you manage to keep it tight at the back, you get a nil-nil in the first leg. Say, say you're in the quarter-finals or semi-finals against a team like, like Barca or Bayern or PSG or Real Madrid or whoever it might be, you know, you manage to get a nil-nil in the first leg. In the second leg, it does just take one moment of brilliance. And I would say that Sanchez gives us more of a chance of having that moment of brilliance, but... Do I think that we have a chance of winning the Champions League? No, I would be, I would be very satisfied if we got to the quarterfinals. I think at the start of the season, I said knockout stages um, is a minimum. Quarterfinals would be great. Anything more than that is a bonus. And I, I still think that I think top eight teams in Europe is probably about where we are at the moment. I wouldn't say we're in one of the best four. One of the best four teams in Europe. Um, like you said, though. It is a bit of a weaker competition this year. You know, Real Madrid don't look great, Um, although they have been playing better in the Champions League so far this season than in the league. So we'll see what happens there. I've obviously got City, PSG, Barcelona, Bayern, although Bayern haven't looked at their imperious best either. So we'll see what happens. A lot of it will depend on the draw, um, who we might face if we do get past Sevilla, which hopefully we do. Um But hey, to be honest with you, it's just great to see Champions League knockout football back at Old Trafford. I can cannot wait for that for, for that uh first home game in the, back in the Champions League knockout stages against Sevilla. How long has it been? Is it been it was first, it was noises first season, right? The the Bayern game, the last time we had a what, course, knockout final, tournament uh, knockout, knockout game in the Champions League at home. Uh yeah, because we
1: went out in the group stage. Because we didn't because uh, we went Hull. out the group
0: stage under Van Gaal, didn't we?
1: Yeah, Wolfsburg, I remember. Yeah, Naldo, so Naldo scored a double and almost brought me to tears.
0: Um <laughs> yeah that was when we brought on Nick Powell to rescue our Champions League campaign right
1: Yes fantastic memories let's let's move yeah. on very quickly Yeah um but yeah yeah it's, it's been a while and it'll be I mean the group stages of the Champions League it, I remember the first game when the Champions League music came on at Old Trafford that was a fantastic moment but group stages it's like well, yeah. I mean it, it's not that huge of a game knockout especially stages, when
0: you have a group like we had with no real, real yeah, european yeah, exactly. heavyweights in there
1: Exactly whereas th- this knockout game Sevilla not a huge team but it will feel Another level, and it will be very nice to be back there because even I mean Moy's against Bayern it was it was definitely a big game, and that's the last time we were in a Champions League knockout stages. Um, Bastian Schweinsteiger was sent off for the opposition, and I mean think about what's happened in that time.
0: <laughs> Since then, he's signed for us, had a very strange period at United and now plays in for Chicago Fire yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> that, I think that tells you how long it's been
0: and Danny Welbeck missed a, missed, tried to chip Manuel Neuer from 8 yards out yes
1: <laughs> again fantastic memories Saturday was a good day for the club overall. The under-16s and under-18s were in action before the first team played Burnley. The under-18s beat Stoke 4-2 to move above an out-of-form Man City side in the under-18 Premier League North. They've won just one of their last six games, but United's under-18s in good form. Goals from Milan Bars, Nishan Burkhart, Largi Ramazani and Mason Greenwood. Um, we told you about this last time but the under 23s lost 4-0 to Arsenal but we didn't mention there was Angel Gomez's first start at that level for United and Nishan Burkhart who scored for the under 18s he was on the bench his first involvement at that level as well um City drew at the weekend, which means United are one point clear of City and Liverpool. But Liverpool have a game in hand, um, so that might change. But United top of the under-18 Premier League. North as the Singh stands in. Low news, some good news. James Wilson joined Sheffield United and scored six minutes into his debut for the club against Norwich. Dem- Demi Mitchell, the left-back who made his debut against Palace in the final game of the Premier League season last year, was man of the match on his debut for Hearts in the Edinburgh derby against Hibs. Dean Henderson, there's talk about his future at the club. His contract's running out in the summer. I think he's on loan at Shrewsbury Town and doing fantastically. Andreas Pereira being played out of position a lot at Valencia. Mourinho's commented on him but saying he won't recall him. The same with Timothy Fossi Mensa, who's cementing himself as a first-team regular for Crystal Palace with some great performances but won't be recalled, Mourinho said. And Axel Twanzeba, the centre-back, is set for an Aston Villa loan where... Villa, managed by Steve Bruce, doing okay in the Championship, and Twanzebe would play alongside John Terry, who, as much as we hate him, would be probably a good influence on Twanzebe's defensive game. Right, uh, Friday night game, Yeovil Town, FA Cup, fourth round. Friday night, just in general, are are very annoying. It It was fine when it was sort of once in three seasons, and now it's already becoming frustrating, and they're planning to have more Friday night games in the Premier League. So, not... It's frustrating how often we're having them, but Yeovil Town, and it's kind of frustrating because we we've already played Yeovil. I feel like it's nice when you get a small team in in the FA Cup, but Yeovil aren't quite small enough for it to be a big thing. And we played them a couple of years ago, so it, it I, I'm it, unless you go into the game, it's not one to look forward to that much.
0: Yeah, I, it's going to be a strange one. I think like I I said to you last week I I don't like playing lower league teams in the in the FA Cup anyway. Um, Friday night is never never great I, i'm not a huge fan of it i don't mind it just in the fact that it puts more games on tv but i just think it's it's, got, it's been a little bit overkill at the moment it's just unnecessary um you know why not just put an extra game on a saturday or a sunday we and th- this just extends the, the weekend as well you know you get teams playing it everywhere from friday to to monday night sometimes so it's not not the best um and yeah like you said playing the oval again is kind of annoying. You know. It's good, great for small clubs when they get a team like United or uh, you know any big club in in the FA Cup, but you kind of want to spread it around a little bit and um, make make sure that other teams get a chance. But uh, I guess we just got to take care of business. Like I said, I'd be I'm interested to see whether Sanchez um, plays against Yeovil because you know it might be a strange game to to throw him in. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts on the bench. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a tricky game. It was last time we went to, when we went to Yeovil and we never seem to play that well against lower league teams we always seem to struggle and and win by, a, by a, like a scrappy game by one or two goals it's never there's never an early goal and then like a 5-0 demolition it's always it's always hard work
1: yeah an early goal would be nice i mean the Oval have got worse since we played them last time they uh i think my cousins are Oval fans and they managed to go up into the championship which was ridiculous for a club of yoval side and then very quickly fell back down into League 2 and have become worse than they were in the first place. So um they'll be happy to get United <laughs> again. But they could be dropping into non-league soon. So it should be a demolition. But yeah, you're right. It, it very rarely happens. But an early goal would be nice. And I think if we do get an early goal, then it's very possible we could get three or four at least,
0: or four or five. Um Prediction, though. Maybe we could finally score five goals. <laughs> oh, God, it's been a while. Prediction. 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 Uh, as much as I want it to be a 5 nil win, uh, I'm for ai am going for a, I'm gonna go for a two-nil, a nerve, a nerve two-nil win. I reckon we're gonna score a late, late goal to seal to seal the win. But I reckon it's gonna be a nervy one-nil scoreline for a while.
1: No, I'll go. With, I mean three-nil, not nervy, but not, not a, not an exciting game. But three-nil. Um, we'll get two late goals, and nothing, nothing very exciting, but just a, a standard FA Cup boring game. The uh the big club see off the the smaller club. That's all we have time for in series three, episode twenty of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Busy episode, busy time for the club. Alexis Sanchez in, plenty left to play for this season, even if we're we're not contenders for the Champions League yet, as, we, as we've discussed. <laughs> but yeah, a win over Burnley. Alexis Sanchez, much better form in January than in December. Rumors of a new contract for Mourinho for David de Gea as well. Um, set to be a, a pretty good month for the club and. Very exciting to see Alexis either on Friday against the Oval R, as you say, um, on Wednesday, the next Wednesday. Um, against Spurs which will be a big game at Wembley and we'll be back before that Spurs game to talk Yeovil and to, to preview Spurs and, and talk about Alexis Sanchez if he has indeed made his debut against Yeovil so for more from us in that time Jack where can we find you on Twitter
0: at UTD Tate T-A-I-T and you can
1: find me on Twitter at at HarryRobertson64 and the podcast itself at, at UTD Weekly Pod that's P-O-D at the end there thank you very much for listening have a great week goodbye